Hi, welcome to Stemma Stories. My name is William Levin and I'm the host and founder of, of this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about stammering from all perspectives. I'll be talking to people who stammer, people who work in the stammering field and people who have a general interest in the topic. So, so we have a, have a very interesting guest joining us today. Caleb Kay, is, is a trainee vicar and then, then, we'll, then we'll be telling us about how his stammer is like working in the church, but also how his stammer has, has affected him in his life. So, Caleb, welcome to the podcast. Okay. Um, can you please can you please introduce yourself and then tell the viewers what you do for a living? Yeah, thank you. well, it's great to be here. Thank you for for having me. I've been excited about, about this all day, actually. Um, my first ever podcast, so, so it's great. Uh, so, I, I'm a trainee vicar, which in church ringing terms we'll call a curate, and so that means that I, I spend three years. Uh, in a church, uh, learning how to be a vicar, and um, so I, um, I spend my time with a more um, experienced vicar, uh, le- le- learning from him. Um, and so I am in Dudley, which is in the West Midlands in the Black Country, um, and uh, a church called Top Church. Uh, it's on the top of a hill. Uh, the church at the bottom of the hill is called Bottom Church. So that's quite funny. I ended up in the correct church. Um, uh, I'm from. I'm from. I'm um but moved around a fair bit uh and i'm married to C- C- carolyn and we have two kids and i think the most exciting thing about me is i is i'm an arsenal fan and um, so that's a little bit about me well welcome to a podcast and when i'm excited for this is your podcast debut <laughs> so i'm something very privileged so let's talk about your stammer when do you, when did you first realize that you had a stammer and and how did you find it at, when at a young age? Yeah, so I think um, I don't remember like a kind of day or a, or a time where I discovered, you know, oh, I sound different to the kids around me. But I think I was just aware, you know, family events or at school that actually I just struggled to get the words out. I just struggled to kind of um, to say things that I needed to say, which I think, you know, for all of us, and particularly when you're young and you don't quite understand is frustrating um and the fair fair bit at school and by my cousins and stuff you know there was a fair bit of kind of kind of hijinks going on and um which you know is is kind of is like tough actually i think when you're trying to find yourself when you're trying to discover who you are but yet the only thing you're known for is how you speak and i think as a child was was quite frustrating um school was up and down kind of um I, i think actually in my in in my 20s in my late tw- 20s particularly my uh, stammer became worse actually, as a child actually it was and particularly in my teenage years I, I think I managed to to kind of hide it or cover it better than, than, than I do now part of that is a choice to not hide it um, but also um, I think at school it was easier to like avoid things so for example in English class we, you know we all uh, stammers everywhere have that awful thing of having to read out loud um yeah and so I avoid that. yeah exactly i'll just avoid that or be sick on that those like days or need to go to the loo so yeah it was very much about concealing i could um and finding it awful that i didn't sound like anyone else around me and that was that was hard and so when you were younger did you have had like speech therapy or or, or, or did you sort of self-teach yourself 
different techniques to help your stomach in like certain situations? Yeah. So I only really begun to engage in speech therapy in my twenties, actually. Um, I guess all part of my, uh, my operation to, con- to like conceal everything. <laughs> if kind of, if I don't engage in, in any therapy, then it's not an issue. Uh, which obviously is, was stupid. Um, so yeah, my, I guess my kind of way of, of coping was to swap words out, um, was to speak in funny ways in different ways, um, you know, do everything I could to kind of avoid um, being in situ- situ- situations where I'd, st- I'd stammer. Um, and so I, I guess that at times was probably quite costly relationship wise with friends and family because um, it's all about concealing it. And if I did, if I did st- uh, stammer and get like stuck, that felt awful. That felt awful because I was, you know, I, I was kind of um, I hadn't concealed it well and I had I failed. And I carried that really, you know, from when I could speak until my 20s actually so it's a long time so um yeah so uh, i didn't engage in therapy early enough and i kind of wish i had actually really and with your job now you're in a very public speaking job do you have different techniques that you sort of that you may use with friends that you wouldn't use for work like do you have ones that you can use for both or, or do you just have different how have you noticed your stammer is worse when you work or or is it better when compared to like my stammer's sometimes worse when I'm in front of people who I know compared to people mm-hmm. who I don't know because I'm way more self-conscious about it in front of friends and family. It's a bit weird, but yeah. for some reason that's just how my brain processes it. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it, trying to work out who and why we stammer with and and um and i think uh yeah you know, for me it's 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 it kind of feels like a friend that is with me who uh sometimes is there and sometimes isn't there and uh you know and, and i guess one of the one of the most difficult things about having a stammer is a lack of control is the yeah. like i wish i wish i could only st- um, stammer at home with my kids or like a not front and not in front of a funeral crowd or whatever. Like it's it's kind of like, and so I guess one of the ways I've tried to cope with it is through humour. It's through kind of, um, you know. So in the last, you know, in the last year, we've done a lot of online church, uh, done a lot of stuff on Zoom. And so one of the ways of handling it well on Zoom was to say, if um, you know, I I I have a stammer, and um, it's not your internet connection. Uh, it's just the way, way, way I speak and actually just taking the kind of almost the angst out of myself actually yeah. helped me to not only probably stammer less but when I do to stammer free actually and, yeah. and that has really changed my life actually just being like actually it's okay to stammer it's it's like how I speak and um, but I'm going to out it so that people people know and kind of there's an awareness and that's really helped and obviously there's times where I'm doing people's significant life events funerals weddings baptisms where you want to get those right and but for me I've had to change my perspective to say get um, getting it right doesn't mean I don't stammer 
actually that's not getting it getting it right getting it right is doing a good job and i can do a good job and speak like 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 like, like this and that's fine yeah so it's so that's a very fascinating perspective and then we'll talk about it in more detail for every episode but could you so sometimes turn to inspire our viewers who do sell who are struggling Sometimes it's better, like, when we struggle, we sort of learn from various mistakes and when we learn from how we cope in those situations. Can, could you tell us the time when, when you have struggled with your stomach, but how you also overcame that? So I think I, I alluded to the fact that my stomach, I'm not sure why, but in my kind of late 20s and early 30s, it's been the worst it's ever, it's ever been. Uh, yeah, it's been the most obvious it's ever it's ever been and um so you know before uh, before i was ordained i spent three years at college um in K- 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 cambridge which uh you know is a very um obviously a very academic um in environment actually and actually a place that i think uh, worships fantastic orators and i went there thinking well that's not me and i don't cut the grade so i spent the first year hiding really yeah, and kind of concealing my usual kind of way of de- dealing with, with um, life and then um, so as part of being in the religious community um we would pray every day quarter past eight every day would be in our college chapel um and we'd take it in turns to lead and you know in front of the whole college which um to be honest was frightening <laughs> really frightening i think when you're le- leading with those for whom you're sharing a job with, they they they're your kind of peers, and and you kind of think they're really good, and and you get you know you get self conscious and stuff. But um, so, so so I got up to lead, and I just could not get the words out, and it was like you know been there a thousand times before, I couldn't get the what words out, but this day I just could not get the words out, and I was kind of stuck, and almost almost stuck there looking at myself. Yeah not really out of body experience but um, experience but like i i was there was something profound about that particular time that I, kind of there was something and i just and i just felt like i had to engage with this like i had to engage with how i speak and um i was i was going into a job in which i have to speak a lot and i'm going to be crushed if every time i stammer um i I don't deal with it. I just hide and I lie to myself. That's going to crush, 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 crush me. So I guess my like advice and the and the kind of the the like the like light bulb thing for for me was I'm going to from this day day on be honest and open about how I speak because everyone else knows. Everyone else in this room now knows I find speech hard. So why lie? And that's and that has un- has undoubtedly changed my my life and my perspective on on um, on their speech. Wow, and like it just shows how, how how you don't really like. Well, we've discussed how we don't know when we're going to start, and sometimes it happens in the situations when we don't want it to happen at all. Like sometimes the worst thing is like doing a presentation when you stammer really badly, and then the room like it sort of helped. Like I I've been very fortunate that my colleagues are very supportive, and my friends are very supportive. However, with Zoom, especially when people don't have cameras on, you can't see them. So it's quite hard gauging their reactions. So you do feel like you're talking to a blank, you do feel like you're staring to a blank screen. So it's 
but sometimes you sort of learn from those experiences and you sort of find techniques to help when you think why because sometimes we overthink our stammer more than we overthink the actual situation itself like we are always worried but oh i'll stammer like i so i remember going for my apprenticeship final exam where i had to do a project presentation then my coach will remember this exactly when i was like oh i think i'm just going to change these few words she was like why does i select words and i said well, I know what I stammer on those words, so yeah. I'll change them yeah. to, to stammer three words. She was like, but if you change those words, it may not make sense. I was like, can I ask why you do it? I was like, if I see stammer three, like, I'm, I may not use it, I may use the actual word, but it's just my brain. So if I see it coming, that's all I'll be thinking about in that slide. Like, I'll be just, like, my brain will just blur out the other words and just see right you'll stand on that like it's just so weird how our brain and our stammer does things mm. well prepare yourself for that bit yeah. and it, have you found that like reading out it, in your work how you sort of know so there's certain bits that you know that you will stammer on are, are there certain yeah readings or that, that you know that you will find harder than others Oh, absolutely. Like, um, yeah, like a large part of my job is re- reading out loud. And so being dyslexic as well and having a stammer, I often w- w- wonder how the hell did I end up in this job? Like, yeah, there, there are things every day in my uh, job where I'm like, OK, that's a m sound or a k sound. I'm going to struggle with that. Um, and, uh, and, and I guess every day I have the choice. Do I avoid this? And sometimes I do. Um, and that's fine. And you know, I have kind of grace for myself to be like, that's fine. And other days I'm going to be like, no, this is how I speak. So I'm going to do it. And if I get stuck, I get stuck. And people are going to listen to it to me. Um, and, yeah. and I think almost that, that like commitment to say, um, I'm going to command the respect of my peers by doing it. And it's going to be hard, but they are going to listen to me because because we all deserve to be listened to, right? Like, like the problem I'm going yeah. off on, I'm off on one here, but, you know, but the but the problem with with um, with st- with st- stammering, it's not me, it's society. Yeah. Actually, it's it, it, you know, it's the way that society has been, uh, the way that speech has been worshipped, has meant that the way I speak doesn't fit. But 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 no, I deserve to be listened to, as do you, as does does everyone else, and so. I'm going to model that actually in the way that I will struggle out loud and it's hard, but, I, but, 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 but I'm going to be okay with that. And if, and if, and, and if I'm the only one in the room who's okay, okay with that, then that's fine as well. That's, like it's like it, stammering has such a bad negativity, not negative, but it's like, there's a lot of stereotyping. Like automatically assume if you don't know someone who stammers you think of it as a really bad stammer mm. like but you don't really think about oh but some people may have a mild stammer or like some people may have a severe stammer and i saw a really good quote one day where it said it doesn't matter how many times you say your words it's worth saying like mm. it think what's going on 
so it was worth repeating your words mm-hmm. X amount of times because it was worth what you had to say. And I think that's, that's such a good way of saying it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is worth it. Yeah. And I, I, I think you're right. I think, like, you know, in my job, and this is going off piece of it, in my job, my job is about caring for and being present for our mothers. And so, you know, when I wear my collar, my, my clerical collar, people come up to the street and talk to me. And very often they are those who society has ignored, those who who don't get the chance to say how they feel or be listened to. And, so, and actually having a stammer reminds me to listen to them as well. It, it's, it's like the reminder that actually everyone deserves to have their voice heard. And so I might be, you know, trying to get to the next thing. That's yeah, I'm going to stop and listen to 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 to, to, to them because they deserve to be heard. And actually, that's made me a better vicar, I think. Actually, and I'm thankful yeah. for that. Wow. So following on on from that lovely segue to my next question is: your role in We Church is a very in in inspiring especially for people who stammer and i i'd love to just know that when you wanted to become a vicar was your stammer trying to hold you back did you think maybe i shouldn't because of my stammer or but just can you just tell us more about your role and, and then how your stammer love like you sort of be spoken about it but just how it affects your everyday mm-hmm. working life yeah, I mean, as I alluded to earlier on, you know, my job involves huge, important life events, significant life events. So I've got a funeral coming up next week um, and that that will be a significant day, not only for me, but for for, the, for those for whom's love, whose loved one has died. And so I want to get that day right and um, I want to care for them and I want to love them. I want to help them their grief. Um, and so you feel the pressure of that. You feel, you know, you are talking lots and you know, it's easier when you can prepare for things, you know, a, a funeral you prepare for. So kind of, you know, in like a sense, it's almost like learning lines. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it's, um, it's not acting because it's real because I'm present and I'm engaged, but actually I'm learning what I'm going to say. And that really helps. Um, but then there's other times where you're called upon to just stand up and say a thing uh, any any way, 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 way that you that you are because people look to you for that and that's harder actually uh, and that feels hard and that feels significant and so yeah being in like a job where I have to talk loads you know actually I, I at times think what on earth am I doing here how did I end up end up here and you know at the start you know so it takes a long time to get here you kind of discern the church helps you to think through whether this is the right job for you uh, whether this is the right role for you and you know and obviously there's lots of prayer there's lots of reflecting on on you know whether you feel god has called called you whether whether the church feel, 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 feel feels that at, at no point did anyone in the church say oh i don't think you should do this job because of how you speak but i did and i put that on me and that was a a, 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 a bad barrier that, that, that i put on me and I've reflected on that a lot, actually. And um, I wonder how many of us don't go for the things they really dream of, they really want to do, because they think that they can't because of how they speak, when actually others don't mind at all, when actually they'd be a real gift to whatever organisation they go to. But it's for them, it, it's the thing that's, that, that um, stops them. So actually, by me doing things like this and being more open about how I speak, 
I really hope that it encourages others in whatever job they want to go to. Like, I, I would love pe- uh, people to consider the like church more, but whatever job they get, they like go 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 into. I just want to help be like, just go for it, and let's work the rest out. But go go for it, and that's what I'm trying to do. And so I hope I hope it's encouraging, um, because it's me that kind of blocked me. I didn't feel blocked by anyone else apart from me, and I had to work on that, and still am. Wow. And like it's when it was just my life and just doing the odd work work, work presentation, scary than not having to have a public speaking role. And and I know that lots of people who do stand stop themselves going into a talking role, like picking up the phones or because of their stammer. And like that's one of the role so I I'm a ambassador for action stand children, which is to help in, inspire young people who stammer who are transitioning from education to the workplace mm-hmm. and are and are afraid of how the workplace will portray mm-hmm. a stammer. And like my view is exactly like yours, just do it. Like you'll yeah. you'll feel so good for doing it because you'll then have regret of thinking what if I maybe didn't try it. And then when you do figure that that out you may it may be too late for you think actually may, maybe I couldn't do that. Now, and when you first started um, your job, did you mention your stammer in in the process, or was it have have you been o- o- openly? <laughs> Let me review that. Have you been o- open about your stammer to like your your senior team, and and was it one of the first things that you mentioned to them? It was actually, yes, this is the first job um, where I have been totally open or tried to be about my stuff. So stammer and all the other things I'm not good at, I've just I've just tried to be open and and honest because, you know, otherwise I can't do my job. Like I can't I I, I can't I can't kind of um, have the emotional energy of uh, hiding it all the time when this is quite an intense job and I can't do that so um, I just wanted to be totally open and so with my boss James uh, who trains me one of the one of the early conversations that we had was I kind of explained it to him and his response was oh, fine like kind of you know and I built it up to be a big thing what if he says no now what if he doesn't want me and and I said no and you know I'm part of a team there's 10 of us and I you know, I've been very open yeah, kind of in the team about, about that. And um, when I preach, I'm quite open about, about it. Um, I, yeah, I, I've got to be, you know, but, you know that, 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 that kind of day where everything froze for, for me, I go back to that and think, well, that happened. So I've got to be open. Um, and so, yeah, and everyone has been incredible. Everyone has been responsive. Everyone has been encouraging and, um, it's been okay, actually. It's been okay, and you know, it's not easy being vulnerable, is it? Um, but actually, it's it's been fine, and I felt really loved and really respected uh, in the way that if I'd hidden it and it came out, I would have felt awful. But I'm not going to collude in the like illusion anymore, and that's really helpful. Wow, that's amazing. And we we so we briefly spoken about that that you're thinking about creating a stammer community within the church. Do you know many other vicars who stammer? I'm also those sparked this. 
Yeah, so um, so, so, yeah, so I'm wanting to create um, a self-help group um, for ministers of any, or actually Christian le- le- leaders of any, whatever that looks like. I don't want to be prescriptive. Whatever that looks like um, um, to kind of, in kind of acknowledgement that that this job is is a public role and so um your stammer is very obvious and it's very hard to hide if you want to hide it um and it came about so so uh, my first week of college um when i was uh, training um there was a guy on my course and we discovered hey we both st- uh, stammer and i think that was actually the first friend i'd ever had who i knew uh, spoke like me and so it was just like okay so i'm not the only one that's that's really great and um from that i kind of i've tried to make some connections with others and so there's three or four of us now who um are kind of um uh looking at starting at um, starting a group kind of zoom group wow. self, um, a self-support group um, and we hope that grows and, and kind of we hope others join too but really just as a as a let's meet up uh, once a month and just talk about how it's going and what's hard and what's good and be supportive to to each other because you know as you know and I'm sure as everyone that's listening knows um stammering can be quite isolating you, you know yeah, sure. it, it's you isn't it? it it's 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 within you and it's you and you're the one that's stuck and you know what you want to say and you're stuck there and so actually trying to um process that in community t- together feels to me like a really encouraging thing um, and I, and I've actually found, you know, so although I've not done much therapy, I found self help and and group support very very helpful for me actually. And so I'm wanting to spread the gift of that with others who want to en- to engage, um, and not kind of out anyone that's not ready to en- to like engage, but anyone who wants to engage. I, I re- really want to see how we can do life together. Wow, that's wow, that's amazing, and it's just. This shows how self-help, like people, like there are so many resources out there that you can find help. And I think people, because speech therapy is only like a postcode lottery for a lot of people, like it's not in your everyday like practice. It's sometimes private, and some people won't be able to afford that. And I think there are so many good resources, like on YouTube or, or like on Google, if you type in stammering techniques for work. Or, yeah, and but it's just so inspiring you noticing that there's a gap, but also that that there are because from these statistics that, that there are possibly more people within the community who do stammer and they also find that helpful because it is a it is one of those feelings that's quite that's quite isolating and sort of from that how have you found the pandemic with your stammer would you say your would you say your stammer's got worse from the pandemic because mine's been a odd journey with my stammer but how have you found it yeah the pandemic has been has been a challenge actually uh stammering wise and um i don't know what it is about about um, a mask but there's something about having something on your face and yeah. not being able to uh, almost it, it's restrictive and uh, yeah masks are really important and we should wear, wear them and, and and they protect others but there's been something about having it on my face which has just made it really hard to communicate it's just made it and i don't know what it is but it feels like a physical bar- 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 barrier that has made my stammer worse i guess 
yeah. being um, stressed, being concerned, seeing the pain of the, the, the like world and the weariness of it all has made me worse. That actually has kind of, and spending so much time just at home, not mixing with anyone else, I think has, has made it hard. Zoom, I found hard. I don't know why, but just kind of uh, really hard to, to engage. And yes, yeah, so all those things have made it worse. And um, this, I, you know, this has definitely been this year, this last couple of years, has definitely been the worst my speech has ever been. But at the same time, I'm the most accepting I've ever been of my own speech. So um, those two things are, are running together, actually. And so, um, yeah, it's been a hard year. And uh, it, it sounds like that, that's the same for you as well. No, I've definitely because from working in 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 a very busy London office, and just before lockdown was doing lots of social events, I had lots of public speaking, and then when lockdown hit, it wasn't like my stammer wasn't on my conscious thing. Oh, it will be fine. But I realised that I was stammering on new words, but I wasn't mm, stammering on yeah, yeah. before. Yeah, and like one of the things I hated the most was picking up the phone and. But I sort of realised, well, actually, now's the time for me to work on that and find techniques for picking up the phone. And I, that's when I realised that it's not spoken about. Like stammering, it has been the hidden community of a pandemic where people, people with speech impediment. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just been really interesting to see how my stammer has developed. And now I'm possibly at the level I was, because I'm now going back into the office and but I definitely think that my stamina is nearly at the same level as when it was before the pandemic, mm-hmm. because it definitely dipped. Yeah. Before. I think. And I think. Sorry. Just. Just. Uh, I. I think the like um, Zoom thing or whatever online platform you choose to use is uh, an interesting thing in that actually before the pandemic, I'm not sure I would have gone to a self help group. I'm not sure I would have. Yeah. Darken the door of the church. That's like kind of as the like speak. You know, I, you know, I would yeah. have got gone into a group, um, but actually, everything being on Zoom and being in my house, actually for me was the thing that made me think. Well, I can just log out if it's awful. I can just leave, and that was the thing that got me into the groups and into the help that I needed. So actually, although it's been an, a really awful time and it's and um, painful and speech has been hard actually zoom has really been a thing that has meant that i've engaged as we are today with others that that, that stammer as well and that's been a gift that i'm not sure i would have found had i not been at home on my computer all day wow so my next question is is one i've not prepped you with because it's a hot so your first thing that comes from one when you think of someone who someone famous who stammers who do you think of (laughs) <laughs> I was wondering if you'd ask me this. I, I thought that you'd ask uh, someone else. Um, yeah, I, I was wondering how I was going to answer this, actually, um, because I think everyone probably says Joe Biden at, at the moment. But um, given the situation in Afghanistan at the moment, kind of, um, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, if I could go with, a, I, I guess, a kind of blasé answer for me, um anyone who stammers and gets up and speaks for me is a hero because I know how hard it is. And so to get up and try and command a crowd, um, for me, I just have so much respect for someone that, 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 that does that. And I know that's a bit of a 
a bit of a knocked out, but generally, no, I love it. I generally, love that answer. Like, if you stand up and and you speak in any kind of forum, whether it's you know to one or two or seven thousand, actually, the amount of guts that takes, and the I, and I was trying to explain to a friend of mine the other day that the stammer for me isn't just that I can't get my words out; it's almost the tiredness and the not pain, but the the what it does to my body almost. Um, and so anyone that is willing to put themselves through through that actually deserve more respect than I could ever give them. So that's my answer. I actually love that answer. Like we've had some really interesting responses. Like someone said Winston Churchill, mm. and I had completely forgotten that he had a stomach. Mm. King, the, ac- the, the actor who played Darth Vader, he's got a stomach. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And like we've had... Marilyn Monroe, oh, I don't know because she because she's she, she's stammered like oh, well, wow. so many other people like Elvis Presley stammered Ed Sheeran, mm. but, um Julia, um Julia, um Nicole Kidman, wow. so, so, so many varied people like you don't expect it because it's not really spoken about. So to round oh, up, sorry, and also and also just just on that, what that shows is that. Success is not linked to the way that you speak. Oh yeah, in oh, the yeah. way that so many of us think it is, and and get so tunneled into that thinking, our success is based on how we sound. It's blatantly not, is it? And and that's just no. proof of that. Yeah, that really is. And to link, so my final question to round up this episode is: if you could give three pieces of advice to someone who stammers, and three pieces of advice to someone who doesn't stammer, what would they be? So I think uh, to people who stammer, uh, and, and I've said it already, you don't have the issue society does. You know, uh, the shame that we feel when we when, when we speak is actually the shame that society should feel for the way that stammerers are marginalised. It's not our shame to bear. Um, the second thing is, and I'm stealing this actually from a vicar friend of mine who um, describes his stammer as his super pa- 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 power because it slows him down one but also it means that people listen to to him they really have to tune in and so stammerers i would say like like usual um, use it as as a means of getting p- p- people to engage with what you say because it doesn't sound like they expect people have to listen in and so don't be scared to use it as that um, and then the third thing, which I have to rem- rem- like rem- 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 remind myself every day, is that uh, I'm not thick, <laughs> and that you are not thick, and and that the way you talk is no reflection on what? on your uh, ability and your and your and your uh, ability to achieve success. And then the couple of things I would I would say to to those that don't, and we've touched on this already, is the torment and the pain. Uh, like you know st- uh, stammering is is not just how i sound it is how i sound but it's you know it's whenever i get up to um, speak in church it's the thing i'm thinking of just before i get get up and speak so it's not just that i'm that i that i stammer in that kind of time it's the time before it's the thinking about it it's the anxiety and it's the afterwards but it's also the the pain of it when i'm doing it it's it's more than just how i sound and i I want people to engage with that more. I think the second thing is don't ignore it. Like, let's have a conversation about it. I'm often surprised by friends who 
I've been friends with for years and years and years, and actually even p- people in my family for whom we've never had a conversation and uh, about it, and it's the elephant in in the room in our relationship, and uh, uh, and perhaps that's me, perhaps I need to have that conversation, but you know, you don't ignore it, uh, don't ignore it. Let's have let's have a chat about it because it it puts me at ease as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think that they would be the couple of things I would want to say or just have said actually. So. <laughs> They are really good pieces of advice and actually completely different of what we had before. Really? And like it just shows how like different people like different advice can mean so much to like, different people. And and I like said talk about it because we actually like talking about it because it's something different. And like it's yeah. sort of it it's not a bad thing having a stamina, like it's not it is okay to stammer, and I don't put yourself down if you're like say you stand in the front of your friends. Like it's not a bad thing. Like there's, like there's nothing you can do to not stammer. Like it's yeah. it is here to stay, and yeah. just learn to learn to work with it, and sort of learn to love it because it makes you who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. And so, sort of, well. So thank you so much for, for listening to this episode. And then as I mentioned before, we got some really exciting guests coming on and I'm so excited to see the podcast grow. So it would be great if you'd follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're just about to take over 100 followers on Instagram. So make sure to follow us on there where we post all our exciting facts and updates. See you next time for two weeks and I'll see you next Friday for a Friday Reel on Instagram where I'll be offering advice and tips in certain situations thanks Caelan for joining us today it's been a pleasure having you thank you everyone I've loved it it's been great perfect thanks bye